Perak Dalid Mishnah Dalid. The Mishnah presents another decree from Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai, and this decree is very much related to the topic of our Masechta to Rosh Hashanah, which of course is observed on the first of Tishrei. Now, when Rosh Chodesh was still determined on the basis of testimony brought in the Sanhedrin of a sighting of the new moon, this meant that every year it was up in the air when we would observe Rosh Hashanah. As soon as the 29th day of El passed, one would be required to act as if it were Rosh Hashanah and abstain from Malacha, dip his apple in his honey, due to the very likely possibility that before the end of the day, the end of this 30th day since Aleph Elul, witnesses would come in to report that they saw the new moon. In response to which, Sanhedrin surely would declare Makudash Achodesh, Makudash Achodesh, which in the case of this particular Rosh Chodesh means that Bezdin makes it official. Today is Rosh Hashanah. Of course, once Bezdin comes to that determination, then that means that retroactively, of course, you know, since nightfall, it was Rosh Hashanah the entire time. So, once again, practically, everybody would have to act as if, at the end of the day of 29 Elo, it's Rosh Hashanah now. But, of course, there was the possibility that witnesses would not come on time, would not come by the end of the day of 30 days from the first of Elo, in which case, we would then realize that Rosh Hashanah this year is the following day. Elo would be Malay, month of 30 days, Aleph Tishir Shoshana would be the following day. Now there's another ramification of the question of whether it's Rosh Hashanah or not, aside from the obvious issue of is it Yom Tif today or not, am I allowed to do Malach, etc. There's another implication of whether it's Rosh Hashanah or not, and that is the question of which song, which capital of Tehillim the Levian would sing as the carbon Tamid was offered. On a weekday, there's one Shir Shalyom. Whereas on a Yom Tov like Rosh Hashanah, the Levim would sing a different shir, selecting a different chapter of Tehillim. Now since in practice it was uncommon for witnesses to come in and testify about the new moon right in the morning, the practice was for the Levim to sing the regular weekday song to accompany the morning Tamit. But um, as the case was in most years, when your witnesses would eventually come in and testify, that would always occur before the Leviim had to bring the afternoon Tamid. And of course, once they had that new information that oh, today is definitely Rosh Hashanah, the Leviim would, for the afternoon Tamid, sing the Rosh Hashanah song. And this system worked here just fine for many generations. However, as our mission relates, one year things went off the rails and caused the issue with the Leviim singing the wrong shear for the afternoon Tamid. And this led to another decree from Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. That is, as our Mishnah explains, Originally, Bezdin was open for business the entire day of day 30 from the first of Elul, waiting to accept witnesses to come in and testify they saw the new moon. As we know, Bezdin can only operate during the day, but they would keep their doors open for the entire day to wait for witnesses to confirm that today should be declared as Rosh Chodesh, and in this case, Rosh Hashanah. Pamachas, one time, The witnesses 
were considerably delayed and only arrived after the afternoon Tumbin had been offered Bashir. And as a result, the Leviim had erred with regards to the song they sang to accompany the afternoon Tumbin. The Rabbi Bartinu explains it means that the Leviim didn't sing any shir at all due to the doubt they encountered. On the one hand, the witnesses didn't come yet, so that seemed to suggest the Rosh would be tomorrow. On the other hand, there was still some time. Bezin might still accept them, but we can't even wait for that. We have to bring the afternoon Tamid. So they didn't sing any shir, not wanting to risk singing the wrong shir. So this uh, wasn't good. The Kermit Tamid certainly is supposed to be accompanied by the Levium shir. So in response to this, Hiskinu Shalohu Mikablin Ella Adhamincha. The Rabbanan enacted that from now on, Bezdin may only accept witnesses to testify about the new moon until Mincha time is until the time when the afternoon time it is brought. And thus, if in the future witnesses would arrive by that point, it would be too late, doors are closed, and so the Levium wouldn't have any uncertainty anymore. They would know, okay, for sure, Shoshana is going to be tomorrow. Therefore, they would sing the weekday shir. But the Mishnah adds, Under this new system, if witnesses would actually arrive then, too late after Mincha time, even though, as mentioned, that meant that Rosh Hashanah would definitely not be until the next day. Nevertheless, The Rabbanon required everyone to observe the rest of the afternoon in addition to the following day as Rosh Hashanah with the restrictions of Yom Tev, even though, again, technically, there should be no reason to treat the rest of the day as Yom Tev, because it's clear that the actual Yom Tev Rosh Hashanah is not until the next day. But the Rabbana were concerned that if we would actually allow people to start doing Malacha for the remainder of the day, people might walk away from that and say, I mean, so what was the point of keeping Yom Tev until now? Today is really a weekday. They may not bother with it at all in the future year. That would be you know, a terrible mistake because the reality is, statistically, the overwhelming likelihood is that Rosh Hashanah you know, does end up on the first possible day. And thus, we have this halacha where, even though we know with certainty that you know, since the witnesses came too late, today is not Rosh Hashanah, it's still treated like Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah continues, Mishachara Beis HaMikdash, once the second Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, so that obviously an issue with the Levium not being able to sing the correct shir to accompany the afternoon Tamid was no longer relevant. Therefore, Hiskin, Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai, Sheyum Makablin, Eidus HaChodesh Kolayom. Now, Sanhedrin was still functioning. We still had the system of Kiddush HaChodesh for a period even after Chorban Bayesheni. Throughout that period, Yochanan ben Zakkai said, I mean, go back to the original deadline, that is, that Bezdin is able to accept witnesses for the entire day of day 30 from the first of Elul. For once again, we no longer have any concern that if they come very late in the day, that there'll be an issue with the carbon because we don't bring carbonus anymore. We don't have a base of Migdash. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha said that Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai decreed the following as well. That even in the event that the head of the Bezdin that decides the Chodesh is not where the Bezdin is, that you know, even though normally it's the Rosh of the Bezdin pronounces 
that it's a Rosh Chodesh on the basis of the testimony about the new moon, but that So the witnesses go to the usual place, the place of assembly of the Bezdin, and they give their testimony, and if the testimony is vetted and accepted, then whichever members of the Sanhedrin are present, they're able to declare that day to be Rosh Chodesh, even though the Rosh Bezdin isn't there. Gavar explains the rationale of the decree, which is that we don't want to make things complicated for the witnesses, that if the Rosh Bezdin is not there, they have to go find him, to keep things simple so that the Adem will actually come in and testify. And thus, they always go to testify in the same place, the Malcolm Havad of the Bezdin, the place of assembly of the Bezdin Agadol.